0: All right, let's go into your next patient. 41 year old female, a T1C N0 M0 tumor was estrogen and progesterone receptor positive. HER2 two was 2 plus negative fish. She underwent a mastectomy because there were some issues with margins. She had an oncotype recurrence score of 21 and the issue of chemotherapy. She certainly understands she's going to need hormone therapy, tamoxifen, since the soft trial is closed and the potential benefits or lack of benefits of chemotherapy with an intermediate oncotype. She's seen a bunch of people and I think she feels that given the fact that she's young and has an intermediate score, she is opting to proceed with chemotherapy and again with uncertain benefit in the intermediate range. And toxicity was a major determinant of her choice of chemotherapy.
1: And so have you made a decision about exactly which regimen she's going to get?
0: Yes. So again, alopecia was a concern, and so she's going to get chemotherapy. She had been seen at an institution in New York, and she's going to probably receive dose-dense CMF.
1: Dose-dense CMF?
0: That's what he said. Dose-dense CMF. I'm trying to think of what that is. What is it? Well, it's CMF given intravenously. It's been described and it's given on a Q14-day cycle rather than a Q21-day cycle. Hmm, interesting. So I promise you, I wasn't the one who made it up. Well, let me ask you, did you make a recommendation to her? Yeah, so we did talk about two specific regimens. We talked about docetaxel and cyclophosphamide, and we talked about CMF as a regimen for an intermediate score. I would not have treated it with more aggressive chemotherapy if I was going to give her chemotherapy, those would have been the two regimens that we discussed.
1: So just out of curiosity, Rich,
0: if she had a high recurrence score, what kind of chemo would you have recommended? If she had a higher recurrence score, I probably still would not have offered her ACT. I probably would not have offered that. And I probably would have had a very similar discussion, although I guess it depends on how much higher her recurrence score was. So
1: just to kind of divert out on this point a little bit, Hal, because I think we reviewed with you her recent patterns of care survey that actually showed a substantial minority of oncologists would answer differently than Rich. In other words, Rich answered like 75% of oncologists that really doesn't change the chemo based on the recurrence score. But about a quarter of oncologists, for example, would generally use TC if they're going to use chemo in an intermediate score, would generally use ACT in a high recurrence score. What do you
2: think about that kind of thinking? Well, I think that's pretty understandable. I think that What we're coming more and more towards is a recognition of who really benefits from chemotherapy and who doesn't. And it turns out if you really need chemo, chemo works. And all the data to date suggests that our best regimens are inclusive of anthracyclines and taxanes. So I don't know that you can skip either of those drugs and say that you're getting the optimal results. So in a person who had a higher risk cancer where chemotherapy was the mainstay of treatment, whether that's triple negative whether it's HER2 positive, whether it's multiple nodes positive, or whether it's a high oncotype score, I frequently do give ACT-based regimens. In this case, with a stage one breast cancer and an intermediate oncotype score, I think anything you chose is reasonable, though I'm really not aware of a lot of data for the long-term efficacy of CMF given intravenously on a dose-dense schedule. And is
0: that given with growth factors, Rich? It is. Hmm. It sounds like maybe it would be pretty tolerable. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it done quite often. It is very tolerable. I guess there is feasibility data that was presented at Memorial and that's the basis of the regimen.
1: Anything else either of you want to say about this patient and this woman, this situation? How do you think chemo is going to go with her?
0: I suspect she'll tolerate it fine. I mean, we've been using CMF typically for at least 22 years that I've been in practice and we used it for patients with positive nodes over the years. I don't anticipate a big problem with her tolerating it. I had only one
2: vignette to share that she had a beautiful analogy for describing her disease to her children. She said that they were saying, well, why did you need all this surgery and things? And she didn't want to use the word cancer. And so sometimes she said you buy an apple and you take it home and you peel it. and You realize it's kind of got a bruised spot in it and you have to cut out that bruised area. And then you look again and sometimes it's still bruised and you have to cut out a little bit more. And I thought that was a lovely description for how we approach early stage breast cancer.
1: I'm really interested by some of the things you picked up from meeting these patients. You know, we talked earlier today about this before you did it. And I'm just kind of curious how, you know, not having to worry about what to do and, you know, you just kind of being able to meet people. Was
2: it different for you? Did you see a different side to patient care? Well, you know, obviously the interaction was set up with people who are tremendously fond of rich, obviously, and very articulate people. So that made it easy to communicate with them. But it really was a chance to focus, not so much on the minutiae of telling them all what their data mean and all that stuff, but really a chance to ask them how cancer has affected their lives, how they communicate this to their friends, family, coworkers, what existential pieces are going on that affect their cancer and how they think about it. And that was a great thrill. One final question. I'm just kind of curious, Rich, thinking back, you know,
1: you've been in practice for a while and, you know, focused on breast cancer. Any sort of global macro comments on how the integration of Oncotype has affected clinical care from your point of view?
0: Well, you know, going back to that first patient where Oncotype was such a big issue, historically, we typically would not have offered chemotherapy to somebody with an 8-millimeter tumor, and we typically would have offered chemotherapy to anything greater than a sonometer. I think as a general rule, we're giving less chemotherapy and I think that's always good. I think we understand the ER positive tumors better, at least I feel like I do, and I understand how much more important the hormone therapy is to the chemotherapy. And a point I make to those patients is typically, if you had, I think you used the analogy of the desert, if you're gonna take one thing to the desert with you, take your hormones. (laughs)